Hello and welcome to the Building Confidence podcast. I'm Alexia Perversi and work in the ESG Reporting and Assurance team here in the UK. Today I'm standing in for Phil Smart, our podcast host, and we'll be talking to you about our new UK sustainability survey report titled Is Transparency on Track? It launched on 22nd of November and KPMG have been conducting a global survey on sustainability reporting since 1993, providing meaningful insights about how to improve levels of disclosure um, by companies. The survey is based on KPMG research on financial reports, sustainability and ESG reports and websites from 5,800 companies across 58 countries. Today, I'm joined by my colleague Tatiana Hardy-Stotts to talk through some of the headlines coming out of the survey from a UK perspective and comparing and contrasting these with what's happening elsewhere in the world. Great to be here. Tatiana, you've been closely involved with the Transparency on Track report, but before we kick off, talk to us a bit about your role at KPMG and the work you do. Great to be here. So um, I'm a senior ESG reporting manager in the ESG reporting team, and we are a team of multidisciplinary um, technical accountants and sustainability professionals. And day to day, what we look at is the quality and depth of sustainability disclosures, both within the annual reports and accounts, but also within um, sustainability reporting. Um, I've been in uh, sustainability for over 10 years now. Um, seems like a lifetime, um, mostly in in-house sustainability teams um, before joining KPMG. And really kind of what I enjoy the most about my job is this opportunity to be a real catalyst for positive impact and change, whether that be it, with the businesses we work with, but also kind of supporting that throughout the, the value chain. Super, thank you. It's, it's really interesting to hear about the different, you know, the different backgrounds in our team. Um, but coming back to the sustainability survey, can you give us an overview of the report and how the research was conducted? Of course. So we reviewed the latest FY21-22 disclosures from some of the UK's most valuable companies. So we looked at 100 um, listed and private companies. And what we did was turn some of these insights into 10 top ESG reporting trends to outline what we're seeing in the market. And also we tried to as well put some practical advice for UK reporters to, to take away and implement ahead of next uh, reporting cycle. And the reason why we've called this report is transparency on track is, you know, acknowledging the growing needs that, that companies have in the UK to be transparent about how they're navigating and reporting both ESG challenges, but also ESG opportunities. It's, it's so true that um, the, the increased disclosures do really reflect the need of investors and, and broader stakeholders for high quality and, and credible ESG information, whether it's presented in the annual report or it's standalone. Um, but before we go into the detail and, and to actually frame today's conversations, um, maybe it'd be interesting for you to, to share with us um, what you're seeing at global level and how that compares to, to the UK. Of course. So our review and benchmarking covered 100 UK companies, but we also inputted into a global KPMG sustainability survey, which looked at reporting trends across across 58 countries. Um, what we saw for UK companies when compared to their international peers is that broadly UK reporters are, are quite mature 
um, and they're leading the the pack um, it across multiple ESG reporting criteria. So, you know, at the moment, what we see in the market is 95% of companies reporting on ESG and sustainability, and 95% of, of companies include those disclosures on ESG and sustainability within your annual report. And that's up from 87% in 2020. So we, we are seeing an increase in, in, in the level of sustainability reporting. And to pull out one area where UK companies are leading the pack, um, UK reporters were number one when compared to international peers for appointing a dedicated member of the board or senior leadership uh, team who was responsible for sustainability matters. And I think that you know really says something about this critical step in providing senior accountability and oversight for company-wide ESG commitment and target. Another area where UK reporters were also ranked number one compared to their international peers was by including ES and G risks within their um, overall reporting on risks and opportunities as well. Gosh, it's uh, it's great to see um, a top UK companies amongst those leading in sustainability reporting. It's so important for this trend to be replicated across the market, irrespective of size. And, and but this will require a combined effort to to achieve, um, and that would include different parties with both government and regulators, corporates, and investment and finance providers. Tatiana, you mentioned um, earlier on um, ten ESG reporting trends um, highlighted by the survey. Whilst we won't have time to cover all of these today. Um, can we hone in on a few which you think are most interesting? Let me start off with materiality. So for those who don't know what materiality is, it is the principle of, of defining the social, environmental and governance topics that matter the most to a business and to their stakeholders. And what our survey found was that 80% of the companies in our sample identify material ESG topics in their reporting. Now, this focus on materiality isn't new. Uh, and indeed, you know, for UK companies, they're already required to disclose material climate-related financial disclosures um, within their their reports, and also to include sustainability information within their strategic report. But what we're seeing now is that a broad range of multi-stakeholder audiences, such as investors, employees, customers, and suppliers, are now looking to company reporting to try and understand how companies are addressing material ESG impacts, risks, and opportunities. The second would be the sheer scale of the ESG reporting. Uh, you know, the the breadth and the depth of disclosures and data has grown, um, particularly in the last few years. And what this has translated into is a growing suite of reporting across multiple reports, policies, statutory disclosures, web pages, and and social media. So for example, in, in our survey, we found that 80% of the companies reviewed had a standalone sustainability or ESG report, 48% had a standalone TCFD report, and 29% had a standalone ESG data pack. And it's not just lots of different ESG reports. What we're also finding is that companies are using various ESG reporting frameworks, um, and that's an important feature of these disclosures. So of the companies that we reviewed, we observed the following trends. Um, We saw that there was really the GRI and SASB becoming 
um, the most commonly used frameworks, with 56% of reporters using the Sustainability Accounting Standards Board sector standards or the SASB standards. 50% reported in accordance to the Global Reporting Initiative or GRI standards. And 39% reported with reference to the UN Global Compact 10 principles. Of the companies that we included in our survey, 49% included their TCFD report within their annual report. And that's not really much of a surprise given the, the nature of the mandatory TCFD reporting for premium listed entities and also the upcoming mandatory reporting for in-scope LLPs and listed in large companies. And I guess finally, what I'd focus in on is um, trends to do with ESG assurance. So 64% of the companies that we benchmarked provided a formal assurance statement over a selection of ESG metrics. And this rose to 48% of, of companies within the FTSE 100 sample. So really this is becoming, you know, a, a feature of of um, of reports. Most companies are seeking limited assurance over ESG metrics, really with only a handful of companies publishing reasonable assurance uh, opinions over ESG metrics or a hybrid of, of limited and reasonable assurance. Going back to kind of reflections on, on how we compare to our international peers, we were number one in terms of including uh, sustainability matters in terms of um, company compensation and directors' compensation. But interestingly, only 16% of companies choose to externally assure the ESG metrics used for that remuneration. So that's, um, you know, interesting to see if that's potentially um, an area that we might see further maturity um, in, in the next couple of years. Well, you've touched upon some really important topics here, Tatiana, and um, I'd encourage listeners to to actually access the survey and and use the trends as a guide to stay on track and and build on good ESG reporting practices. It's going to be really important to to avoid the tick box approach so that you can actually maximise value by fully embedding sustainability into the business. And and this is a good segue, I guess, to talk about. Um, sustainability development goals and and how companies find them actually helpful to align um, their sustainability initiatives with their contribution to solving some of the world's biggest problems. Um, we know that the UN Global Compact and other UN agencies and other institutions have produced guides for reporting SDG contributions um, in order to collect information that shows progress towards their achievement. But linked to that, there are concerns that reporting activities or progress against SDGs is prone to greenwashing. Are there any insights that come out of the survey on this topic, Tatiana? And what would be your top tip to preparers on this topic? Yes, I think this is probably one of the more surprising insights that we found from, from the survey when we were looking at UK reporting which was that 87% of companies um, in the UK are now linking their reporting to or aligning their reporting to the UN Sustainable Development Goals or the SDGs. And that's an increase from 60, um, 62% in 2020. Now, to think about, you know, why this might be or kind of whether or not this is really as strategic um, or as meaningful as it could be, one trend we found was that 14% of companies reported against all 17 SDGs, which I guess is surprising because I wouldn't necessarily expect for a company to be contributing, you know, meaningfully to every single SDG. 
So one area of th- further progress will, for companies will be about the detail and and the actual you know quantification and, and impact and, and linking that to not just the SDGs but the targets themselves. So for example, we, we found 39% of companies are uh, really just identifying the most specific SDG targets that are relevant to their business. Um, and 6% are communicating the both you know, the potentially positive, but also negative impact that a company might have on an SDG, which is, I think, a bit more of a, a nuanced and, and mature approach to thinking about the potential um, impacts that a company will have on people and um, place and, pl- and, and planet. So a top tip for reporters, um, for those who currently align their ESG reporting to the SDGs, consider including that further detail on which individual target that their that their business has the potential greatest positive or negative impact on, and this can be something that can help um, co- combat the appearance of of green or in this case blue washing. Brilliant. So, um, so we've covered the key trends identified by the survey. Uh, we've thought about the imperative for companies to take a more holistic approach and embed sustainability into the business. Let's turn now to investors who who are one of the primary users of sustainability reporting and who are actually pushing for more consistent, reliable and comparable information. What are they most interested in seeing? So I think what they're really interested in seeing is high quality and credible ESG disclosures and data within the annual report and accounts and also within the, the standalone ESG reports and data packs that sit alongside them. And that's really critical because this information is being relied upon by financial markets and broader stakeholders as well to make decisions um, often about whether to, to invest in a company. So I think for, for the investor audience in particular, the reliability of ESG data within disclosures is going to be incredibly important. And going back to what we said, you know, what I touched on earlier about um, formal assurance, that will be a key part um, of um, ensuring the reliability of this data so that we can eventually get to a place where um, the, the reliability and the quality of ESG data or non-financial um, information within the annual report has that same credibility and reliability as financial data in the annual report. That That's a, a really, really important point to note here that um, that in response actually to investor demands during 2022 we've actually seen huge progress being made in the consolidation um, of sustainability reporting standards and frameworks which are actually transforming sustainability reporting um, the end goal uh, will be to have uh, information of equivalent quality as financial information but um, this also implies a huge investment by companies to ensure that they they have capacity and capability to respond. Um, with this in mind, and based on the results of the survey, what would your advice be um, for reporters, Tatiana? So yeah, we were very uh, conscious that you know that we had lots of different insights um, from the last year. Um, but we wanted to make sure that there was some top tips um, for reporters and for in-house teams. So throughout this, throughout the report, we have included them um, next to each insight. I'll probably pull out two in particular. First was on uh, materiality. And so for reporters ahead of their next reporting cycle, 
Um, it would be important potentially to do a materiality assessment if they haven't done one um, already. ESG reporting frameworks such as the Sustainability Accounting Standards Board, SASB standard or the GRI um, Global Reporting Initiative standard can provide some useful guidance on the relevant ESG topic for um, investors and for multi-stakeholder audiences. So that doing that materiality assessment, if, if that hasn't been done, and for those who already have thought about their materiality um, assessment and the topics there, um, the, the guidance or kind of the tip I would give would be really to, to focus on the audience for each disclosure. So, for example, the, the annual report really should be focusing on the most material ESG topics for an investor audience and really thinking critically about the users of each report. The top tip I would give um, and the second one I'd give would be on assurance. So if you are already seeking assurance over your ESG metrics, um, consider or use this opportunity to consider the whether you have the right breadth of topics assured to meet ex external um, stakeholder expectations. Um, and be sure to, to understand what are the steps you need to take to bridge that gap between limited to reasonable assurance because we are seeing that that is the eventual direction of tra uh, travel when it comes to the the reporting and assurance landscape. Brilliant. Thank you, Tatiana. Um, unfortunately, that's all we have time for in today's po podcast. Um, I just want to leave you with some key takeaways. Um, for me, firstly, sustainability reporting is, is set to change significantly. It will be important to keep up with developments, understand how their impacts um, affect your company and plan how to respond ahead of time. Um, secondly, um, identifying what ESG topics to report on and connect ESG disclosures with financial information will be an imperative. And lastly, delivering quality sustainability information in line with regulations will require collaboration between different functions within your organisation, including finance, sustainability, governance and risk management, and others potentially. I hope you found this interesting. If you have any questions about anything we've covered today, then please see the, uh, the show notes for more information or con contact one of the team. Um, we've got many more uh, great guests in future episodes who are passionate about good governance, ESG and technology. So please do subscribe to our podcasts and get alerted when new episodes are published. Thank you and goodbye for now. We can endlessly debate about our future. But now is the time to stop talking and start doing. ESG, environmental, social and governance, embeds positive impact into our actions, not just around climate change, but the whole fabric of society. At KPMG, we have the knowledge, ability and experience to guide business leaders to drive real change. ESG is now. Are you with us? Search KPMG ESG to find out more.